The New Orleans Pelicans opened training camp yesterday, and they play a preseason game in less than a week. We know who starts and what the rotation will be, right? Not so fast. Spots might be up for grabs during training camp, so let's take a look if Dyson Daniels and others can get minutes in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, we are back to five days a week here on Locked On Pelicans as the Pelicans have started training camp. They got a preseason game in less than a week. It's going to be a fun time to be a Pelicans fan because there are a lot of stories that came out of media day, including this one. And that's training camp looks like it's open for guys to come in and compete and earn roles and spots and minutes. Nothing right now is set. And I think that makes this team really exciting and fun to watch. So we'll get into some of the specifics of that with Dyson Daniels. Billy Hernan Gomez, Jackson Hayes, and others in today's episode. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Support the show by subscribing. Comment down below on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment. Plus, tell your friends. So, we went into training camp, into the start of media day, kind of having an idea, an idea of what the rotation would be. We know who the starters are. I think that's very, very safe to say. It should be in some order, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. There's no one else who's going to crack that starting lineup, nor nor should there be. And then we had an idea that, you know, you're going to have Larry Nance Jr. come off the bench. You're going to have Trey Murphy come off the bench. You're going to have... Uh, Devontae Graham in that rotation too. You might have Billy Hernan Gomez or Jackson Hayes in there as well, kind of at the at the big spot. You have Najee Marshall who could be earning minutes as well. And you kind of had the idea of who the top 10 players or so would be. Jose Alvarado's in there too. And one of the names that was left off of there was Dyson Daniels because when the Pelicans took him at eighth overall, you really saw that they viewed him as a developmental guy. You know, he played in the G League last year. That's good experience. But he he struggled for the first half of the season before really taking off in the second half. And just given some of the depth that they've had, you know, Willie Green seems to trust some of his guys. He wasn't going to crack the rotation. But then media day came around and we heard from David Griffin. We heard from Trajan Langdon. We heard from Willie Green. And one word that was put around a lot was competition. That these guys were going to go into camp and they were going to compete. And as I'm hearing all of this and kind of looking around the room a little bit there, you know, you felt like maybe things were more open than what we were originally expecting. And go back to last year. Rookie second round pick Herb Jones is impressing in training camp. And we heard a lot about him. We heard a lot about him. You know, the 35th overall pick. We had heard a lot about him from their off-season workouts. We saw him a little bit in summer league. And he seemed to be impressing people. Not on Herb became a thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, early on in the season, he's starting. 
And the plan was originally for him to be in Birmingham all year long or the majority of the year with the Pelicans G League affiliate with their G League team. And Willie Green goes to David Griffin and is like, that's not going to happen. And then Herb Jones, the 35th overall pick out of the second round, ends up playing 78 games and starting 69 of them last year and averaging almost 30 minutes per game. And starting six games in the postseason, playing almost 40 minutes per game. That's an incredible story. And very early on, you see Willie Green figured out how Herb Jones fits and how important he was. And that Herb Jones was just outplaying other people. Different positions, different roles, but Trey Murphy was picked before him. And you had Herb Jones starting. Other guys were being paid millions of dollars more than Herb Jones. And Herb Jones was playing more minutes than them. That says something about Willie Green and his ability to read the room and kind of understand his players and figure out who the best ones are, but also not letting seniority dictate who's going to play. Just because you were a rotation guy on this team last year doesn't mean you're guaranteed a rotation spot this year. They're going to let some of these guys battle in training camp to earn roles, not starters, certainly. Those guys definitely seem set, as they should be. But some of the other rotation pieces, well, is it guaranteed that a guy like Devontae Graham is going to get significant minutes? Or could someone else take those? What about the backup big spot, right? Jackson Hayes started the majority of last year at the four, but now he's relegated to the bench, so he'll just kind of come off and be a sixth man, seventh man. Not so fast. Based on how Willie Green approaches this, it seems like in training camp, people have a chance to really earn a spot, gain or lose minutes during this kind of pivotal time. And that makes training camp really interesting to follow. So let's look at Dyson Daniels specifically, because we are hearing raving things about him, similar to Herb Jones last year. Let's take a look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your football betting info this season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find, whether it's pro or college. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including futures. Zion looked cut, didn't he? He's plus 3,600 to win MVP. Matt Moore, HP Basketball on Twitter, hosts a Locked On Nuggets. He's a, he's a, a Tuesday host on Locked On NBA. And he is a betting expert for the Action Network. Immediately put money on Zion Williamson to win MVP at plus 3,600. He loved what he heard from Zion and he thought that was a good bet. You can do the same thing over at betonline.net. You can get there using your mobile device as well to learn a little bit more about the trends and the action. So go to betonline.net, betonline where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team back to five days a week. I said in the beginning, it's a Tuesday, it's a Wednesday. I'm recording this on Tuesday. I got my days mixed around after a really fun media day. And if you haven't, check out the show, the Tuesday episode. I get an interview, a one-on-one with Trey Murphy. And he gave some really great insight into Willie Green, into Brandon Ingram as well. That was a really fun interview. He's just a fun dude. You got to love that guy. Could he be someone who's going to get more minutes, take minutes from someone else? We'll look at him a little bit more in the third segment. But in this one, I want to focus on Dyson Daniels, the Pelicans 
First round pick, eighth overall. Thank you, Los Angeles Lakers. He is a guy that I think as the season goes on is going to be impossible not to give minutes to. The early reviews from training camp, from talking to people around the team, raving about Dyson Daniels. As they said during the offseason as well, when the team was working out you know, in groups and, and people going out to California and others, Dyson Daniels has looked good. And this is a guy who has very good experience last year playing for the G League, the G League Ignite, which I think is a great way for players to get a lot of experience you know, at an NBA level, NBA coaching. And he's got very good size. He's 6'8". And I originally thought maybe he would get some minutes on the wing, but he very clearly views himself as a guard. And when I talked a lot about this team, there's no primary ball handler out there. You have CJ, who's a half ball handler. Brandon Ingram, who's a half ball handler. Zion, who's a half ball handler. Maybe Herb is a quarter to a half of a ball handler. They seem to be kind of doing point guard by committee. Well, Dyson Daniels, if he's viewing himself as a guard is very much more in the vein of Alonzo Ball kind of lead guard. More of a connector than creator for others. But when you have three or four other guys that can create for others, having that sort of connecting player can actually be very valuable when you use them in the right role. And look at the Chicago Bulls right now. We just mentioned Alonzo Ball. He's going to be out for an extended period of time for them. And that hurts them because they built their team in mind with him being that connector. And then you have guys that can create for others in Zach Levine, in Nikola Vucevic, and in DeMar DeRozan. And then the kind of like secret sauce that makes all of that work is a really good perimeter passer and push ahead passer, you know, outlet passer like Lonzo Ball. Dyson Daniels. I think could fill a similar role offensively for New Orleans. You're not looking at him to be a lead guard, a drive and kick kind of guy orchestrating some of the pick and roll, but keeping things going, keeping defenses off balance with quick passing and getting the ball around the perimeter to an open three-point shooter if you're going around the horn with it, I think is a role that he really could fill. And at good size, that's important too because this team has undersized guards on them. You know, Jose Alvarado, six feet, undersized. Kyra Lewis Jr., when he comes back, he's 6'1". He's undersized. CJ McCollum, 6'3", slightly undersized. Devontae Graham, 6'1", is undersized. Having a guard with some real length and a height there, I think could be a really big thing for New Orleans. And when you look at those four guys, Jose, we like defensively. He can definitely do this. But there isn't another really great defensive guard unless you're counting Brandon Ingram or Herb Jones as a two and including them in the backcourt, but let's leave them out of this discussion for the moment. That means that if Dyson Daniels can defend at an adequate enough level, he doesn't even have to be amazing, I don't think. He needs to just be like above average. You can get minutes. You can pass the ball around and defend. That's a way to get on the the court and earn playing time, similar to Herb Jones last year. But what's really going to also keep you out there is shooting. And we heard Dyson Daniels say at Pelicans Media Day that he has been attached at the hip to Fred Vincent, that he looks at Fred Vincent and that guy's brain just works in another way and he knows so much about shooting and Dyson Daniels is working with him and taking extra jumpers every day after workouts and things to try and become a consistent shooter, ideally from three-point range, where with that size, guards aren't going to be able to contest those shots whatsoever. So if he can defend, pass the ball around, and be a good enough three-point shooter, something the Pelicans really need, 
That's a way to earn minutes. That is a way to surpass a guy like Devontae Graham. If Devontae Graham's shot isn't falling, he doesn't bring a ton much else to this team. He was not great last year. He, does, he passes adequately enough, certainly. He can create a little bit for others, but he doesn't finish at the rim. He struggles with that. He doesn't defend. So there's an opportunity for Dyson Daniels to pass him. And I think that is a very realistic possibility. You know, you had ESPN's Andrew Lopez, Pelicans beat writer on the Low Post podcast, saying he thinks by December, Dyson Daniels is going to be taking someone's minutes. This is only a good thing for the Pelicans to have a rookie stepping up like that and playing that well. And he seems to fit. You know, you can develop him while getting quality minutes out of him, which is going to just supercharge his development and what he could do in the future with this team. So keep an eye out for Dyson Daniels. I don't think it's written that he's going to be out of the rotation and not getting minutes right away. I think he's really going to be in position to have a big role with this squad and go out and play. So you might be seeing the eighth overall pick, the Pelicans first round pick, the rookie, earlier than we were expecting based on their willingness to let guys compete and to and Willie Green's track record of playing the best guys and finding the right roles to him, a la Herb Jones last year. It'd be great if they end up in another situation like that. So coming up next, who else could earn some minutes? What other spots are we really watching for? What other battles could there be in training camp? Jackson Hayes, Billy Hernan Gomez, Trey Murphy, others. Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the Pels. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, comment down below on YouTube. Number one thing you can do. Do you think we're going to see Dyson Daniels have a significant rotation spot by the middle of this season? Let me know. Yes or no in the comments down below. And now for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Saints. Ross Jackson breaking down everything you want to know, black and gold. He is in London right now, locked on, international when it comes to these games. Ross is going to be breaking down everything for the black and gold, seeing if the Saints can kind of turn their season around after what is a disappointing start, that's safe to say, to start the year. Um, so make sure Locked On Saints, your second listen, after Locked On Pelicans being your first listen. So we're looking at training camp and training camp battles and the fact that some guys are going to go out and compete. What are some other battles that we need to really keep an eye on? And I think one of them is those backup center minutes. You had a guy in Jackson Hayes who we've thought is a five. And I do think, you know, when they drafted him, wasn't a bad pick. I was very high on him in that draft. I had the Pelicans taking him in another mock draft that I did and figure he could be kind of an ideal prototypical vertical spacing threat to pair with Zion Williamson. Great guy in the dunker spot, right? That you just have to stick on because he finishes around the rim incredibly well when you get him the ball in the right spot. So if you get that from him, you can play him, right? And it just hasn't gone that way. He's been in the rotation. He's fallen out. He's been in. He's fallen out. He's ended a season well and then didn't start a season well. It's really been a roller coaster with him. And last year, he started at the four the majority of the time. And we wondered, maybe this is a more natural fit for him. Is he a four more so than a five? Or is this just because he didn't really have anything else that, that totally worked? And he had some moderate success there. I didn't think he was as bad in the playoffs as some people wanted to make him out to be, even though he shouldn't have been playing some of the minutes that he did. But it seems like while he's a former starter, you know, we projected he would be a five. He'll play back up five minutes or back up four minutes. 
but I'm not so sure. A guy that the team repeatedly praised, particularly from David Griffin, Willie Green, and Trajan Langdon, was Billy Hernan Gomez, Eurobasket MVP from Spain, as they won it. And they seem really high on him. You know, he's a very good locker room presence too. And David Griffin is in the past that said they turned down trade requests for him because they like what he brings to this team. And this was a tournament Eurobasket that had Nikola, uh, Nikola Jokic in it, Luka Doncic, Giannis, and Billy Hernan Gomez is the MVP. That says something about his level of play. He thinks he should be a starter in the league. He joked saying that, you know, when Spain played Lithuania or whoever went furthest in Eurobasket, him and Jonas Valanciunas, who's Lithuanian, was going to be the starting center for the Pelicans. And he's like, hey, look at me now. I think he's very confident and he's coming in probably playing the best basketball of his career. If Jackson Hayes thinks his spot is safe in the rotation, Billy Hernan Gomez is more of an afterthought. That might be flipped right now. And I wonder if they're going to let these two guys kind of go at it in training camp to see who really earns that backup center spot. You know, it Jax is a four that could hurt him in this, but he's a springy and he's probably a better fit just with his ability. But Billy Hernan Gomez is playing very good basketball and is about as reliable as they come for a backup big man. And that's a useful position to have. And if Billy can show what he's doing defensively, that could be great. And he... he I talked about it when we talked about him winning Eurobasket MVP. They used him in limited minutes. They kept him fresh throughout the game and the tournament. That could kind of be the key to Billy Hernan Gomez, right? 20 minutes per game could be about right for him because some players, when you go over a certain number of minutes, their just efficiency drops significantly. If you can find the right spot for him, and that's kind of what a backup center is playing, that might be ideal for a guy like that. And you might unlock <coughs> the best of him. Sorry for coughing. So I don't think that... Anyone in terms of some of the backup spots are safe. Same thing for a guy like Najee Marshall, who at times was playing minutes over Trey Murphy. But Trey Murphy, we expect to be a sniper coming into the year. Rebound, play defense, shoot threes. If he's doing that, he's not just going to jump Najee Marshall, but you might see the team have to get him into the uh, onto the court earlier. Instead of being a seventh or eighth man, he could be a sixth man. Because if they want to stagger lineups a lot, and you can conceivably keep two of... Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ on the court at any given time, or at least one of those guys. If you can throw Trey Murphy out there in lineups that are killer, particularly potentially small ball lineups, that is a real big option. If he shoots like what we saw him shoot in practice yesterday, training camp yesterday, he's going to earn not just uh, you know a solid rotation spot, but a very big step up in minutes. This is a guy who could be playing 30 minutes per game. This coming year, I think, and has the ability to do so. He played 14 minutes per game last year. So could he double his minutes and take a larger role over someone else? I absolutely think so, particularly if the Pelicans like playing those jumbo lineups that have shooting and ball handling with them. And Trey Murphy is a guy that I think is going to be one to watch in training camp and might surprise you if he's getting minutes earlier on or playing positions that you kind of wouldn't expect from him because he's just so good you can't keep him off of the court but the theme coming from media day was definitely nothing set yet we like the group we have but we're gonna let him battle and we're gonna let kind of the order play figure itself out and Willie Green's gonna play the best players not the ones who have been here the longest not the ones that are most tenured or have the most experience in the league it's gonna be let the best man win 
That gets me excited for this year. That pushes guys. That makes them become better. You don't want to lose that spot, so you've got to raise your game. You get a young guy gunning for you, something like that. It just, you know, it's like a rising tide lifts all ships. I love the idea of competition in training camp like that, and I'm glad to see that the door isn't shut on some of the rotations yet because these guys might be able to elevate their play, and that's only going to help the Pelicans this season as they look to make, as Trey Murphy predicted in yesterday's show, a playoff push. So, do you think Dyson Daniels is going to earn a rotation spot by the middle of the season? Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.